It is indeed Q&A on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And a very, very good evening. Welcome to the airways of The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. You're with myself, Muhammad Zain Machit. And yes, immediately our lines are open if you wish to phone us. Uh, but obviously we're taking your calls off air on 021-442-3530. Or the very easy way to do it, you simply SMS us. It remains anonymous to the number 47913. That is 47913. And and send us your SMSs and, of course, your questions for the Honorable Mufti, who's joining us online. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khairan, Brother Muhammad Zain. Barakallahu feekum. MashaAllah, how's Mufti keeping? How's Johannesburg? Alhamdulillah, very fine. The weather is good, everything good. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So, yes, once again to the listeners, the lines are open uh, on 021-442-3530 or the easy way, as I said, SMS us to the number 47913. Let's go straight into our very first question this evening. I said, Mufti, is it permissible to use a microwave at work that is used by non Muslim staff members? And can you close your food and warm it? Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihi al-kareem amma ba'd all praise due to almighty Allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of this universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam what should you what you should do is as muslim tell the management or your employers that you want your own microwave because we have our own halal and dietary laws if we're going to use theirs you know they will come with pork and what and what so definitely that is unacceptable the quran kareem states do not cooperate in sin and transgression and then mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam said Addressing Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu and the beloved grandson of the Master alayhi salam, authentic hadith in Tirmidhi, Da'ama yuribuka ila ma'ala yuribuk, leave that which puts you into doubt and offer that in which there is no doubt. So you cannot allow that for Muslims and use the same facilities like non-Muslims. So what you should do, use your own microwave. Shukana Mufti, what is Mufti's opinion on a Muslim family who's considering living on a church premises? Obviously, we will say that that is highly undesirable, and we know that times are tough, and maybe the church is giving them the rental at a very nominal rental, but that is not good because definitely they will get influenced by the church, and the church will always try and exploit the situation that they will need some time assistance and what have you. So rather go to the Muslim welfare, rather go to the Muslim people and tell them that you need a house and residence and so forth. So we will definitely not advise that for Muslims to stay there in the church property. Shikan Mufti, now Mufti, are you allowed to sweep the room where the dead body, the maid, is lying? The floor was a bit uh, dirty, a few little things lying around. So they say, no, don't sweep now, only when the maid has gone. Mufti? No, that's total fabrication. I call that excess luggage people brought from India. 
that if the deceased is there in a room, now you can't leave the room dirty and say, no, when the mayit will be picked up or taken away, then only you will clean the room. While the mayit is there, you want to clean the room and all that people are going to come. So that's totally permissible in Islam. No problem with that. Well, the program Q&A on the Voice of the Cape uh, 91.3 FM, uh, the voice there of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussain. Remember, you can SMS us your questions to the number 47913. That is uh, 47913. And do that early because uh, we only have an hour with Mufti, so make sure that you get your questions in early. Now, Mufti, if a man gives his wife one talaq, uh, they get back together. Does that one talaq fall away after time? When the husband gave his wife one talaq in 2006, for example, and now they took her back during the Iddat, or they reconcile after the Iddat. If it happened during the Iddat, they can reconcile without a new nikah. If they reconcile after the expiry of the Iddat, then a new nikah will be performed. But that talaq will always be counted. So to summarize, it means that person there, for future purposes, only have two talaq left even though they reconcile. So if he gives two more talaks, then he's finished. All three talaks he has used already. So therefore, we will tell you, brother, no more talaq, and make have good fun with your wife, inshallah. She can indeed. Now, Mufti, what can I do as a husband when I do not love my wife anymore? I feel I want to get out of this marriage because I feel I do not deserve her as a wife. What should I do, Mufti? Obviously, all these are the waswasa and whisperings of shaitan. Take these two verses, brother. You know the last surah of the Noble Quran. You know the surah by heart. You waswisu fi sudurin nas, min al-jinnati wa nas. That is the jinnat and some wrong friends of yours. They are giving you all these ideas. And these are the waswasa and whisperings of the shaitan. And what is the shaitan's job and function? Yufarriquna bihi bain al-mar'i wa zawji. He wants to cause separation between husband and wife. So whenever the negative thoughts come to you about your wife, read, A'udhu billahi min shaitan rajim See to all the husbands, I'm giving you wonderful advice now. Think for a moment, for one minute. That wife made all the sacrifice. She left her parents' home. She left her siblings. She left the place of birth to spend the remainder of her life with me and you. And now, after she's no more young, we deflowered her. She came as a virgin. Now she gave birth to our children. Now we want to throw her away. Is that fair? Definitely not fair. So therefore, you go buy a nice present for your wife and read Surah 25, verse 74. Rabbana min Oh Allah, grant us such spouses and wives and husbands, depending who's making the dua, and grant us such children that the coolness of the eyes, Surah Furqan, Surah 25, verse 74, and read, Ya abundantly, one of the beautiful, wonderful names of Allah. Your bodies only will not meet, the hearts will meet, inshallah. Inshallah, shukran indeed, Mufti. Our next question, it says, uh, is it true that some human, some Muslim's body does not rot? And who will be those people whose body does not compose in the ground, Mufti? We'll get a comment from Mufti after this. The voice of the
Welcome back. We continue now with Q&A on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Uh, still taking your questions via SMS on the number 47913. So quite easy. All you do is uh, simply SMS us your questions to the number 47913. Now the question we posed uh, Mufti before the break, it says, Mufti, is it true that some of the Muslims' uh, bodies does not uh, decompose in the ground? And who will be those people whose bodies will not decompose, Mufti? Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla informs us in Surah Baqarah, chapter number 2, verse number 154. And you must not say for those people who were slain and killed in the path of Allah that they are dead. But they are alive, but you cannot perceive it and understand it. So many a time we find that those people who made the supreme sacrifice, they gave their life for sake of Allah in Afghanistan, Palestine, Syria, and all these places that are war zones, we find that sometimes their bodies are totally intact. Likewise, the Anbiya, Prophets and Anbiya, Messengers, alayhi salatu salam, Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Inna Allah harrama ala al-ardi an ta'akula atsad al-anbiya. Almighty Allah has made it haram upon the land and the sand to devour the honorable bodies of the Prophets and Messengers. And sometimes you find the awliyaullah, where they have recycling of graves, then they open the grave and they see the body is still fresh and intact. You know, if you want an incident, Muhammad Zain, mm. this is very interesting for the listeners of Voice of the Cape. One day when you visit Iraq and you go to a place called Madai in been there, and there there are three Sahaba buried. This incident happened in 1929. And subhanallah, Salman Farsi, Huzaifa bin Yaman, Ali bin Jabir, Abdullah bin Jabir radiallahu anhu. So Salman Farsi, Huzaifa Yaman, and Abdullah bin Jabir radiallahu anhu, three sahaba. So the water was coming and seeping to the graves. The king saw the dream. The grand mufti at that time saw the dream. They removed the body of the sahaba, and the French television crew were there. Lo and behold, each one of their bodies fresh and intact. Hundreds of non-Muslims became Muslim on that day in Iraq, in the place called Madain. So one day if you go to Iraq, you must visit that place. Amen, inshallah. Shukran indeed, Mufti. This question, uh, Mufti, my daughter is very rude. She say, um, okay, I'm not going to mention the word, but she swears at her and I'm mad and say ugly words to me. Uh, the father don't want to do nothing to her. I want to go and get a court order against him with tears in my eyes, Mufti. Obviously, it is a very, very sad scenario and situation where the daughter or the son is abusing the mother and using vulgarities, F and Bs and what and what Allah forbid. And the best part is the father also has become a mouse and he's keeping quiet. Yes, what you should do is go and get the interdict or a court order against them and tell them if they want to live in this house, then they must abide by your rules. And if they want to become like hippies and gangsters, then they can go away. Sometimes you have to be cruel to be kind. And so get the ulama involved, the sheikhs and the imams, and tell them to speak to your husband. And that way there, then you don't have to take this drastic measure as well. So he, the husband, the father of the daughter, must intervene. And obviously the discipline must come from his side.
Shikandamufti, my husband talaked me, uh, we own a property together. Now he claims I'm not entitled to 50%. I work for the house as hard as he did and contributed financially as well. Obviously, what you must do is that this type of issues, the imam and sheikh and myself, nobody will be able to help you because your husband might have that property on his name. If it is on joint ownership, then you go to the lawyers, and even if it is on his name, but you can prove that you contributed and so forth and so on, so then you will have to get a smart, sharp lawyer, and then that person will help you. In the interim, tonight is Laylatul Jumu'ah, the night of Friday, after Maghrib, after Isha, read through the Salat, and read, you know, Ida Jaa Nasrullah, Qulla Falak, these type of surahs, the help of all, Allah, will come, and inshallah, you will get what is yours. This is zulam and oppression from your ex-husband's side. Well, our number 021-442-3530 for your calls uh, to take your questions off here, or as uh, the easy way, you simply SMS text us your questions to the number 47913, that is 47913, and remember that SMSs are charged at 150. Now, Mufti, can I perform salah with a vest as a upper body a piece of clothing, Mufti? No, you cannot do that, my brother. All might Allah Azza wa Jalla in the Noble Quran has given us instructions. Ya Bani Adam khudu zinatakum in the kulli masjid. O children of Adam alayhi salatu salam. When you go to the masjid, meaning when you go for salat, so whether you go to the masjid or you read at home, then take your beauty with you. So it shows that you will not go meet the prime minister, president, or somebody important just with a vest. So that is considered as undignified dress. And this you will find in Surah 7, Surah A'raf, verse number 31. So take the beauty. So we have an appointment with all, Allah. So wear the dignified clothes, the respected clothes. Not just come with a vest there and one bamuda there as though as we are sitting in a gym or something, you know. No, this is communication and dialogue with all, Allah, Jalla Wala. So for a Muslim, it is not permissible to wear such type of clothes. Shukran indeed. Now, Mufti, I have noticed that nowadays many brides are attending their own nikah. So would it be wrong then if a mother wishes to attend her son's nikah as well? First of all, for the bride to attend the nikah is not permissible for a variety of reasons. Number one is she might be in menses. So how can a lady in menses come right to the masjid right inside? Not permissible. Second one, 90% of the brides, you know that how they'll be dolled up with all the makeup and what and what. Authentic hadith in Tirmidhi, Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِذَا خَرَجَتِ الْمَرْأَى When a lady emerges from a home and she has the perfume and everything else, makeup, and she passes now the men and all this type of thing. Then she is considered as an adulteress. This is authentic hadith in Tirmidhi. Third one is this, that even her body will not be covered properly. Many a time the gown and the wedding gown they wear, the arms are exposed. Or for example, that the feet are exposed because, you know, they wear three-quarter. Or the hair is not covered. So how can all that be is on the happy day of your life you are invoking and attracting the not the mercy of Allah but the la'anat of Allah the curse of Allah so therefore that practice must be stopped and is not permissible
Shukran, indeed, the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Husseini on Q&A. Keep those questions coming on the number 47913. Just SMS us on the number 47913. Well, we continue now with Q&A on uh, the voice of the Cape. And our next question, it says... Uh, Salam, can a person still be called their Muslim name for the reason they use tuk and they're selling drugs and they don't even bother to make salah mufti? Can you still call them on their Muslim names? Yes, we can call them in a Muslim name, although they are guilty of major, major sins. We, the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, believe even if a person commits major sins, fornication, adultery, homosexuality, the person will still be a Muslim involved in tuk and duck and whatever else, drugs. So that person will still be a Muslim, but if he considers this permissible, then he'll be out of the fall of Islam. But what we should do as a Muslim community, when we see these people involved and engaging and engrossed in all these type of vices, we should boycott them. So that we show them and tell them that we don't want you to disgrace Islam and the Muslims with your funny actions and so forth. But we can't say they're out of the fall of Islam. So if their brother's name is Ahmed or Abu Bakr or Umar or Abdul Qadir or Abdullah, we still call him the sister, Fatima, Zainab, whatever, because they are still Muslim. Shikana Mufti, when someone was murdered, was it still his time to die? Definitely it was that person's time to die. Kullu nafsin Every person shall taste death. And how he's going to die, where he's going to die, that all is in the knowledge of all. May Allah Azza wa Jalla alone. Uh, next question, Mufti. Um, I would just like to know, is it permissible for women to also do nasheed? For women to do nasheed in front of women only, that will be permissible. But if she's going to do nasheed in front of male and female, then that will not be permissible. Because for women to beautify their voices in front of all and sundry is not permissible. And this is mentioned clearly in the Noble Quran. Open Surah 33, Surah Ahzab, and verse number 32. So they all, may Allah, Jalla wala states, فَلَا تَخْضَعْنَ بِالْقَوْلِ That do not use that soft, soft tone in your voices. And this was for the wives of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the honorable mothers of the Ummah. Surah Ahzab, Surah 33, verse 32. So how can we allow it now for our mothers or sisters or daughters? Yes, if it is for ladies only, it's fine. But in front of men, not permissible to make CDs of that and so forth and sell it with the beautiful voices and seductive voices of the woman. Definitely not permissible. Our number 021 taking your calls off air or the easy way, SMS us to the number 47913. That is 47913. Now, Mufti, I'm married in community of property. My husband is busy with a woman that was married three times already. He buys her clothes, food, uh, but not for me. What can I do as a wife? Obviously, what you need to do, sister, is give him an ultimatum. The dead lady knows what she is doing. She found a big fish in your husband and is a man who is rich and so forth. She's been through three husbands already, according to your question. 
So now she knows how to put the bait in front of your husband. And remember, you need to have a heart-to-heart talk with him. Give him an ultimatum. And tell him, if this continues, then you are walking out of this marriage because you are already community of property. So 50% of everything will belong to you, and you will walk away from that. And give him ultimatums and that, and tell him that what example is he setting for the children, the grandchildren. So definitely all haram activities, what he's doing. Now, Mufti, if we just uh, women together, can one of the ladies lead the salah as a jama'ah? The hadith is mentioned in Abu Dawood, the incident of Ummah Waraka radiallahu anha. So Nabi alayhi salatu salam told her that she can make the imamat for the ladies. Therefore, Imam Abu Dawood rahimahullah brought the heading and chapter Babu Imamat in Nisa. So de- therefore, the Shafis and the Hanbalis, they allow the lady to be the imam for ladies only. But that sister who's going to be the imam must not stand right in front like the man, just two, three steps in front. And then they will make the imamat and she'll read the salat like that. So yes, permissible according to the Shafi'is and humble scholars, but Hanafis and Maliki say not permissible. Chicken. Now Mufti, if a man gives his wife three talaks in front of two witnesses, is it valid? 100% is valid and according to all four schools it is valid. The Shafi'is, the Malikis, the Hanbalis, the Hanafis. And there's ijma on this according to the four schools. There's ittifaq and consensus amongst them. Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah, also brought the hadith that three talaqs is three. Therefore, any person, any organization that says that three talaq is one, we reject it totally. And we say we cannot go against the four schools. And there is consensus on this issue among the four schools. So all three talaqs are valid. Shikana number 2143530 or SMS on the number 47913. Now, Mufti, is it okay to get dismissed on purpose in order to receive more money from your union? If I resign, I will lose one third of that particular money, Mufti. It is your choice. The law is like that. If you resign, then you will lose your entitled to 100,000, so you will lose 33,000, for example. But if you are fired or something like that, then you won't lose so much. So it is your choice. We live in a capitalistic society, and you know it is not something haram that you are doing. So it is fine if you do so, because you want to now say that I'll get more money this way. It's not deception or anything. The law is like that. So it's fine Islamically, although it's not ethical to do so. Shikandar Mufti, if the Jumu'ah is only fard for the male, for the women it is Sunnah, the word must still be performed by the women. Is that correct? We will say that Jumu'ah Salat is compulsory upon the men. And upon the women we will say that the Zohar Salat is compulsory. We won't say Zohar Salat is Sunnah. We will say the Zohar Salat is compulsory upon the women. However, if the lady now went to the masjid and she read Jumma Salat behind the Imam everything, then automatically the Zohar Salat will fall away. You don't combine Jumma and Zohar. So the lady should read Salat at home and that is the Zohar Salat. But if she reads in a masjid, then remember the Zohar Salat will be waved off and falls away. This question reads as follows. It says, it is my mother's house. Deceased father, we are two brothers and two sisters. My mother is giving us all equal, not double shares for the boys. Is this permissible, Mufti? The way the question is phrased is this, that now the father passed away 
and now there is a mother, and it seems that that house went to the mother, so it is on the mother's name. So, dear mother, what you must do is this. You have two sons and two daughters. So if you want to give it to them after your death, then it has to be double single, which means that you have to make six shares. Four shares for the two sons, two two shares for them, and one one share for the two daughters. If you want to give it now, during your lifetime, then you give it equally, and that is what Islam is saying. So you make, for example, my advice to you, Honorable Mother, will be this, that make five shares of it. So it means you take 20%, you give 20% to your one son, 20% to your other son, 20% to your daughter, 20% to your other daughter. So all of you have got 20%. So that is what you should do. So you also got to share and they got to share. Then after your death, oh dear mother, respected mother, then the 20% that belongs to you, that only will go into the estate and then that four shares will go to the two sons, two to each, and two shares will go to the two daughters. If you want to give everything to the two sons and two daughters now, during the lifetime, so then 25, 25% for each one, but then you must transfer the house onto their name, and you give it equally. During your lifetime, they take possession, it's fine. Shukran indeed. Now, Mufti, um, my next question it says, it appears that more and more wealthy couples are having wedding receptions on wine estates. And what is sad is that the ulama is participating at these weddings, not speaking out against it. Mufti's opinion on this, please. Definitely unacceptable. I have made it personally. It's not I want to pontify myself or something, but because the question has come, yeah, in our Gauteng and all these regions, the old Transvaal, Natal and so forth, when people invite me for nikah, I tell them if the nikah takes place in a masjid, we will come. But you're going to make it in civic center and this hotel and there and there, then we don't come. Why must we go to such functions? Now imagine having it there at the vineyard and where and where, which is the mother of all vices. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa who was, who is, who will always be the only rahmatulil alameen. What did he say regarding alcohol? Ummul khabais, ummul fawahish, the mother of all evil, the mother of all vices. So therefore, by us going there, it means we're turning a blind eye. Definitely unacceptable. And those who are rich and in the elitist group, they just want to show pomp and glory. We want to have it here in this place and that place and this vineyard. Remember, man samma asamma Allahu bihi. Mustafa sallallahu said, when you want to show off, then Allah will disgrace you. How many nikah? I know they spend one million, two million, four million. The daughter is back home. And what good did it help you? So don't play with the deen of Almighty Allah. Shikan, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with myself, Muhammad Zayn Mashid. Next question, uh, Mufti, is Hadara permissible in Islam? Remember, if by Hadara you mean that they're going to dance and all these type of things, then definitely that is unacceptable. And it is worse when it is done in Masajid and those places. People say that they are making zikr, but in the zikr they're dancing like jiving and what and what. This definitely is condemned. Shaykhul Islam in Taymiyyah, Rahimahullah, and many other scholars have written against all these practices of, you know, what they call hadra and sima and all these things here. 
So definitely we are desecrating the sanctity of the masjid, so it is not acceptable and not permissible. This is the verdict of majority scholars. Shikana Mufti, what surahs uh, should one recite for Salatul Layl? For Salatul Layl, your tahajjud salat, you wake up 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. So you can read any surahs. There's no particular surah you must read. Quran Karim states, فَقْرَأُوا مَا تَيَسْرَ مِنَ Quran." When I was very, very young, you know, and 50 years ago, it was no biki out now, you know, but anyway, that I know the old people used to say, make intention of 12 rakats. So when you start, you read Kul Wallah Wahad 12 times. Then in the second one, 11 times Kul Wallah Wahad. Then when you read the next two, then 10 times and 9 times, all these are fabrications and fairy tales. It has no basis in Islam. You can read it one time and it's fine. And read from Alam Tara downwards, what to her downwards, it's all fine. She can indeed. Uh, going on to our next question. Mufti, my wife wants me to talak her. She told me she don't love me anymore, but I didn't want to leave the house because uh, I have two daughters and she have a male friends, Mufti. Remember that this is unacceptable for you, dear wife. How can you just demand a divorce and so forth? You know what Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam said? Hunnal munafiqat. Those ladies who ask for talaq and so forth, khula and all that, to break the marriage, min ghayri ba'asin, without a valid reason, they are munafiqat, they are the hypocrites, the hadith in Mishkan Sharif, and you have two daughters, sister, what you want, the two daughters to grow up without the father, make tawbah, make istighfar, if your husband is wrong, he must apologize to you, and your husband cry to Almighty Allah, your wife cry to Allah, Say, Ya Wadud, Ya Wadud, O oh Allah, you bring the love, you kindle the love within us. This is all satanic thoughts that are going through. Why destroy your beautiful home where Allah gave you two beautiful flowers, your beautiful daughters? Shikanda Mufti, are we allowed to use 786, the numbers? They say it's Bismillah rahman rahim uh, What is the Islamic ruling regarding this uh, number? In Islam, it has no significance at all. People want the number plates of their vehicle, 786. They want their mobile and cell phones to be 786. Now imagine if somebody's name is Ahmed. And now Ahmed works out to be certain number 58, for example. And I call you, hey, Master 58, come here. Will you accept it? No, you'll get upset. So similarly, yes, yeah, 786 has no significance. What happened was that the Arabs, they gave numerical values. They said Alif is one, Ba is two, Jim is three, Dal is four, Ho was for then they made all Hutti. So all the Arabic alphabet, they gave it certain numerical value. And when they counted Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim, then it worked out to 786. But does it mean that now, you know, if your number plate is 786, or your cell phone is 786, that you are now like a very pious person? No, there's nothing like that. It has absolutely no significance in Islam. Shikha Mufti, now um, I'm involved with a woman that was involved with a woman before. Now her mother doesn't want to give her consent to marry me, which is the male asking the question, but rather wants her and the question doesn't end there. Uh, but we'll get comment from Mufti after this. Welcome, we continue with Q&A and of course the question we posed Mufti before the break, it says, Salam Mufti, I'm involved with a woman that was involved with a woman before. 
Now her mother doesn't want to give her consent to marry me, which is probably a male, but rather once and then the question just stops there. Obviously you need to think properly, brother, that if this lady was involved with another lady, so she has lesbian tendencies and Allah alone knows what else, and you want to marry her, you know the Quran Kareem says, Al Lil that immoral is for immoral people, so immoral female for immoral men. If she has made sincere and pure people for the pure male, for the pure female, if she has made tawbah and repented and everything, and now you want to give her a second chance in life and so forth, you want to marry her, but her mother doesn't want to give permission, so you can still marry her provided that her father or her uncle, her father's brother gives permission or her brother gives permission. And remember, if she's a new Muslim and she just embraced Islam, then the imam will become the wali and the guardian for her. Al-imamu wali yumallah wali alahu. So maybe, you know, she had that, all the tendencies, but she's changing her life around. So we are there. Islam is for all and all for Islam. La rahmatillah. Never lose hope in the mercy of Almighty Allah. Inna Allah yaghfiru zunuba jamia. Verily, Almighty Allah forgives all the sins. But my advice to you is make istikhara, read Allahumma khirli wa khtarli. Allahumma oh beloved Allah khirli. You select the best for me wa khtarli and choose for me. And then see if it comes in your heart, you go ahead, you go ahead, alhamdulillah. Now, Mufti, my son is getting married. We would like to have the wedding according to Quran and Sunnah. What would be the best way to perform this uh, wedding, Mufti? MashaAllah. Very, very happy to hear that question. You should try, inshallah, to keep the nikah on a Friday. Any other day is fine. Make sure you have it in any masjid, and you should have the walima the next day, and they tell your son he should take delivery same time, no lay-by, you know, to get married today and pick up after one month and three months, no. Same time, meaning the same night, and inshallah that you have separation between male and female, no others mix up in dhirmakar, and no music and dancing and all those things. On the occasion of nikah, now the nikah is performed by the imam, the sheikh, then you give out some dates and all these things there. So in that way, they try and get them married as soon as possible. And inshallah, you the, the parents will become grandparents very soon. Opa and Oma, inshallah. I mean, inshallah. Now, Mufti, what can a lady do if a husband doesn't stop or he can't stop using uh, rude and foul language, Mufti? Remember, there's no such thing that a person cannot stop. If that person is really sincere, every time he uses foul language, vulgar language, put a fine, impose a fine upon yourself, 5 rand, 10 rand, 20 rand. Then in one week's time, you will see he will change his, uh, his stance already. But because nobody is there to impose a fine upon him and he's getting away, he terrorizes his wife and children with what and what. So, brother, tomorrow you'll be taken to task by Almighty Allah, Jalla wa'ala. That is a sign of munafikin and hypocrites. Wa'idha khasama fajara. That when they get involved in arguments, they use all the funny, funny vulgarities and so forth. The hadith is authentic in Mishkat and Mustafa Ahmad. So, what you need to do, brother, is bring about reform and change yourself. Can a man get married and not have a job? The lady have money and wants to pay for everything. Would this be okay? 
if the wife herself forfeits the rights and tells the husband that he don't have to and because she inherited or she got money and so forth, it is permissible. But remember, this is not a very good way because it is what we call in Islam or Arabic terminology, Qalbul Mawzu, is the opposite way around. So meaning that the wife will call all the shots. You just make one move, she'll tell you, hey, as may hasty, as may kardi, munipaya pratni. She will make you a slave, brother. So therefore, think properly. She can indeed the voice there of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Still taking your questions on the number 47913. Now, do the company I work for pays out dividends. Uh, can I use this money to go for Umrah? If the company you are working for, the core activity of it is permissible, and then they give you dividends, then it's fine. But if the core activity itself is haram, it is alcohol, or it is pornography, or gambling, or banking interest, or it is all this gambling and so forth, then definitely your wages also are not permissible, the dividends also will not be permissible. Now, Mufti, my teeth are crooked, overlapping each other, and I have a small gap in front, in the middle of my teeth. Um, am I allowed to have my teeth straightened with the orthodontist uh, braces? Yes, 100%. Islam doesn't say that if a person has abnormal teeth and crooked teeth, you must leave it crooked. No, you make it nice and normal. You can go to the orthodontist and they'll polish it up for you or give you false teeth and what have you. So all that is fine and permissible. There's no problem. And inshallah, if you're not married, then you get married. You'll be smiling all the way with the new teeth, brother. <laughs> inshallah. Now, Mufti, if a mother is murtad and kids are born as Christians, can we associate uh, with the kids? Uh, they come from, uh, from from my house, not the. They come in. They came in my house, not in the mother, Mufti. Remember that if the mother is a murtadda and now she has children and they are small minor children, so you should not invite them and so forth to come to your house. But if they come there because they are masum, innocent children, so you should then nurture them and bring them up with love, show them what Islam. But that mother, you must totally boycott her because she is a murtadda, totally have nothing to do with her. The children, as long as they are minors, then you keep contact. And once they become balig, mature, and if they continue being murtad and they say, no, we want to choose that religion, so they were also born really as Muslim, and now they left Islam, then you should just tell them, no, fine, they no more welcome here. She can indeed. Now, Mufti, I'm a hard-working woman. Uh, my husband says I can't go out even to my brothers and sisters and says Allah will punish me. Is this right, Mufti? No, the brother is now, the husband now is going over the limit. Brother, do yourself a favor. Read Surah Muhammad, chapter number 47, verses 22-23. Allah Ta'ala commands us and says, In tawallaytum, if and when you have authority, and tufsidu fil ard, you cause mayhem, mischief on this earth, wa tuqatti'u arhamakum, and you sever the family ties, ulaikal ladheena la'anahumullah. Those are the people Allah curses them, for asamma who makes them spiritually deaf, wa a'ma absara who spiritually blind. So dear brother, you want your wife to sever ties with her brothers and sisters, that is definitely unacceptable. You must allow her to go to visit her brother and sister. She can indeed, Mufti. That then concludes our questions. What we're going to do is quickly pay the bills. When we come back, we continue with Q&A.
say big shukran to all those uh, that send in the questions and SMSs this evening. As you have noticed that we're only doing Q&A for an hour every Thursday evening. But uh, of course, uh, we have received quite a few questions, SMSs especially. So I will follow those up uh, for you for next week, inshallah, pose those questions to the Honorable Mufti. That leaves us with about three minutes for some uh, Nasiha Mufti, inshallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. My dear brother, sister, listener of Voice of the Cape, I want you to go to the Quran Kareem and open Surah 8, Surah Anfal, verse 73. The verse reads, وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بَعْضُهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ بَعْضُ The non-Muslims, they are the protectors, the helpers, the allies of one another. I just give you a quick list. See, in Ka, Central African Republic, the Christians are murdering and killing our men, women, and children. In Syria, the Shias are killing the Ahlul Sunnah. You know what happened in Aleppo, Halab yesterday. The people are being murdered. Minamah, the Buddhists, are murdering, killing our people there. In Palestine, the Jews, you know what they are, expansion and settlements, and the prisoners and so many problems. In Kashmir, the Hindus are busy. So we see that all the non-Muslims basically now, they have made one alliance. And they said the Muslims and Islam is the enemy. So what should we do? We are very far from all this. Allah has protected us from all this. Three things we all must do, my dear brother, dear sister. Tonight after Maghrib, at least read two rakat salat and say, Ya Allah, all the Muslims who are suffering in different parts of the world, you assist them and help them, Ya Allah. They are losing their children. Their women are getting raped. The men are getting murdered. So that we need to do. Second one is this, that Ya Allah, these zalims and these oppressors, you give them hidayat, Ya Allah. And if there's no hidayat and no guidance and Islam for them, then you decimate and destroy them, O Allah. And the third thing, O Muslim, if our own country also makes special dua, Allahumma aminna fi otanina, O Allah, give us safety, give us afia, comfort, all protection in this country. Fallahu khayrun hafiza, wa huwa arhamur rahimin. Allah is the best one to take care of our matters and affairs, and He also Almighty Allah is the most merciful one to show mercy. So please, I make a humble appeal and request. After Maghrib, two rakat salat. Beg Almighty Allah for guidance for the Ummah. And Allah Ta'ala have mercy on our deceased and mujahideen. And those who are the zalim oppressors, Allah give them Islam or decimate, destroy them. And third, for our beautiful country, beloved South Africa. Almighty Allah protect us from all type of evil and harm. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair to you, Mufti. Allah protect and guide you, inshallah. And of course, uh, we speak to Mufti next week again, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.